0: What's up, my friends? Matt Prince here. This is the Matt Prince podcast brought to you by weaponizedman.com and Royal Fitness. Today's topic is this, 10 years on. <clears throat> now, you may hear a bit of an echo or slightly different um, you know, voice acoustics. I'm in the sauna right now at 60 degrees. just finished up a solid upper body session. Um, now, I'm spending know, 20, 20, 25 minutes or so in the sauna, sweating it out. So I'm currently breathing pretty heavy. Um, I uh, am sweating, you know, hard, and uh, I'm I'm completely fucked from the session. But I, I wanted to, to shoot a podcast, so I was going to shoot it a bit later. I just thought it'd be better off now while I'm sitting here with my, you know, thoughts to myself and and, and by myself. Now, what I wanted to sort of go into today, it's um, deeply personal to me. Now, I'm hoping that as I, as I share sort of my, my story, um, it helps somebody out there, but at the same time, um, also gives, gives somebody permission to, uh, think about their situation possibly in a different light as well. So 10 years ago to this day, so it's currently August 31. It's, uh, August 31, 2021, August 31, 2011, my brother passed away. So, some people who listen to the podcast would know that some wouldn't and um it's something that uh it's it was at this at, at certain points it's the hardest thing that I've ever had to go through in my life in terms of like um dealing with you know losing your brother he was 17 at the time so right now he'd be he'd be yeah, 27 um which is it's crazy to me that it's been 10 years but he was my, he's my dude, right? We were four years apart. We were really close. Um, we used to do a lot of stuff together and he basically passed away playing footy in a game of footy. He got hit in the chest and, um, and, and had, went into cardiac arrest and, uh, pretty much from there, like a few weeks in, in ICU and all that sort of stuff on life support. Um, I had had some conversations some tough conversations um, with with my parents and we made the call to um, turn the life support off because there was a a small chance that he could survive, but he would be you know fully fully uh, out of it and uh, I didn't want that for him so i was I was fighting pretty hard um, for the life support to come off um, out, out of love and respect to him and uh, it was a it was a tough time. It was really really hard, and it still is hard to this day. Like I still think about it a fair bit. Um, and one of the things that you know happens to me, especially in my experience, like when when you lose, when I've lost, like lost Nate, he uh, he changed my whole world. Right. So my younger brother's name was Nathan, um, and that's you know obviously where I got the name mate for for my boy he's named after him and you know all the time you have these thoughts about you know things that you miss out on with him right like he would have been you know at my wedding you know and it hurts that he wasn't right it really it was hard at that point and that was years on as well That was probably you know five six years on um it was really hard for me that he couldn't stand there with me right it really was you know you've got all these other things like you know being there as an uncle right you'd love to see all that and it's it's one of those one of those things like if you just look at it from the depressive side of things it can really fuck you up and and it does at times like definitely like today I'm I'm not having a, a great day today like I trained really really tight really hard got session in um and I didn't want to do it you know I didn't want to do it I just wanted to sort of sit by myself, go internal, which is what I do when in times of um in times of stress or depression, I go internally. But um, I, I forced myself to get out and do it because I knew I'd feel better. I even forced myself up to hit up Jakey and my hey mate, come train. Um, being around people, you know, it definitely helps. Like it definitely helps. Even if you want to go internal, like it definitely helps. So for me, that was the thing and, and I'm just sitting in the sauna now just you know s- sitting by myself um, to get a little bit more self-time before I head home with, with Tal and the kids. But what I wanted to sort of look at and, and explore with you guys is what what that incident, the worst incident in my life, um, propelled me into, right? So if you reverse to 2020, uh, 2011, right? If you go back a year before then, I was at a full moon party, probably not to the exact date, but I was at a full moon party in Thailand. Right, I'd just come off a basically quit um, or just walked, you know, booked a, a four-month trip, um, three months in Thailand and then three weeks in uh, – sorry, three months in Europe and three weeks in Thailand where I went over and traveled solo and then in Thailand had a couple of friends come over with me and we had a – just basically it was just a massive – Massive, massive party the whole time, right? So I was in, I was in a in a burnt out phase. Um, I wanted to come back and become a firefighter. Uh, had all these thoughts of like, now personal training's not for me. Um, it's going to be too hard to make it as a gym owner. All these things. Right? I was twenty years old, right? So, so I've partied up overseas, and I was basically just a fucking idiot, right? Like, I reckon the first month I was averaging, I think it was worked out to be about three hundred euro a night on alcohol. And it was mainly vodka Red Bulls I was drinking. I was just punishing myself and I was doing it nightly. So the first month, like I think out of 30 days or 30 nights, um, 29 of them, I was significantly fucked up. Right. And, uh, and the guy who I was with, who's still a mate of mine today, I I met him, he lives in Adelaide. I met him on, on, on my travels. Um, he was in the same boat. Like it was just, we just fucking egged each other on and just went for it. Um, he was in, he was coming off, you know, some, some stuff as well. And we basically just took it out on ourselves. Right. And anyway, we, what we went through um, in that period, like, I come back and, you know, started working again, started becoming PT again. Um, got back into coaching people and found out that I really enjoyed it. I was just severely burnt out leading in. But then a year later, right, I sort of just I – was, I was in a complacent thing. Like, I was doing my thing, but I was just doing it, right? I was working three different jobs, you know, back in that full-time PT swing, burning myself out, going down the exact same path I was before um, going over to Europe and, and Thailand and – I come I come back and I was sort of like, hmm, all right, I love this. So let's, let's keep going. And then when the whole thing with Nathan happened, it I, I had a good look at myself, a hard look at myself, and I used it as a time to reassess what my life was going to look like. And what I come back to, right, it was this thought of if he can't, live anymore i'm going to live for both of us and that was what was going on in my head i'm like look this guy this guy's passed away and he's he's been cut short at 17 and all of these dreams and aspirations and stuff that he had and that we had together like we had all these plans to do you know property investing together we had all these plans you know to do you know like gym stuff together like we just had all these plans. Like I was going to buy a house. was going to renovate him. He was a carpenter. Um, you know, all of these, all these ideas, we're going to, we're going to work together to do some cool stuff. And, um, when it, when it had come, come to fruition and and I started to look again, looked internally, I was like, look, he can't live anymore. I'm going to live for both of us. And that's when it really took a different turn for me. Yes. I still have the sadness and I still have my times like August for me, every year fucking sucks. I hate it. And, um, it's just it's never been good um, since and around his birthday, like bad time. So what you'll see if, if you know me or if you're close to me around the start of July, I'm a—I'm a bit of a weirdo. I'll snap faster and all that sort of stuff. Pretty much all of August, I'm sort of like I've got fucking two, two versions of myself. Like, uh, you know, sometimes I could be extremely happy. Sometimes I can be extremely fucking down and flat and go into like conspiracies and all that sort of shit. Um, but it's just part of it, right? It just happens to me every year and um, I'm getting better at coping with it and I know I know, sort of it's coming, right? And um, I know the triggers and the stuff. So I look at it though, like that whole thing of apart from those times and and the other little slipbacks that you have, I I, I used him passing away in my relationship with him as a springboard. So basically – 20, you know, 2012. So 2012 for me was, um, I was I was still doing the same thing. I was still working and PT and doing the three three different jobs and all that sort of stuff. Like getting getting after it. But I got to the point where I was like, no, nah, he wouldn't want me to live like this. I was miserable. I was, um, you know, and, and I was doing good. Like I was I'm, I was very good at what I was doing in terms of work. But I was just working, and then the weekends I just piss up. Right, just get after it destroy my body and then, you know, back into it the next day, um, you know, Sunday recover and then back into it Monday and work work Monday through Saturday again, sometimes even Sunday. Um, but I was just working and drinking and I was playing footy. I went back and started playing footy um, in, in a, sort of a tribute back to him. So all of these things sort of started to piece together. Now, it got to the point where, again, I was sitting there, I was like fucking playing Xbox. I watched Seinfeld on repeat for, I still do really, but like for <laughs> pretty much I think. Seven times through the seasons, um, that's all I had. So I actually started to get to a point where I was having conversations with people, but I was talking about Seinfeld more than anything else and um, and playing Xbox, I like playing Call of Duty. And I was just basically uh, a shell of my former self. So when it got to the point where I'm like, nah, he wouldn't want me to live like this, that's when I started to try harder in Royal Fitness. I actually nearly opened up and affiliated with CrossFit um, and opened up a CrossFit gym. Glad that fell through. Um, the guy, basically, who I was going to do it with, he tried to get me to pay him a bunch of money for for no reason, and uh, I was like, "No, fuck this guy. I'm going to do it by myself." Um, he's just, he's an all right guy. I still say good day when I see him, but whatever. But it wasn't um, it wasn't the the right move. So I, I went down my own path, and uh, that's where Royal Fitness was already there. But that's when I started to really take it seriously. So I fitted out Mum's garage um heavily got some really cool gear got all behind edge plates got all the mats. got you know decked it out you know made it made it better i started with group training um september in uh 2020 12 20 sorry 2012 not 2020 12 2012, 2012 and um and the group training is when it all started to kick off so by this stage i was just driven right i wake up every day and i would listen to arnold schwarzenegger's speech i would listen to fucking rocky balboa's speeches like i was just hyped right and I was still working really really hard but I had purpose now I wanted to help people I wanted to change um their lives and also change my life like really really see um not only everyone else around me shine but also to me shine too so I can help lead people and when I started to get into this mode it was really hard to switch off I was a fucking I was in a flow state. I loved it 2013 April 2013 I moved into a house um, so my first place, um, which again, would, was what we wanted to do together. So in that 2012 period, I, I put together, you know, all the money and got, got started with, uh, our first place, which was going to be, you know, first homeowners you have to live in there for a year, but it was set to be an investment property. So I took trigger on that. I made, took action on that by 2013, April. So I moved in and then around that same time is when we opened our first factory, we had an opportunity to move into a factory, basically our grew garage. Um, started building royal fitness um, into sort of what it is today first employee all that sort of stuff was going on Tal had just started um, doing her personal training certifications like there was a lot of stuff like things were starting to really kick off and it was all because I wanted to make him proud right and it really started to push and then what started to happen was the snowball effect of it I sort of created a monster that I couldn't control anymore and I needed to keep getting better and keep expanding and keep growing Um, because now it was a deeper purpose. Like it started off as like making him proud, started off as, you know, proving to him that I could do what I wanted to do, live through, through, through both of us. Um, But then it started to really fucking take off. And I started to expand the gym by 2014. We had a second gym, Um, you know, more staff, all that sort of stuff. Um, And in this time, like I was still going overseas three, four times a year. All right. I was, uh, I traveled pretty much up until, you know, up until we had Nate, um, which was 2020, what was it? 2020, 2019 and 2019, um, I I traveled at least once or twice up to four or five times a year going overseas, right? Not only to travel and see the world, but sometimes to learn, sometimes for courses, really dependent on what I was doing. But I was spending a lot of time seeing the world again because I wanted to live. I didn't, I, I had the, I've got the perception of like, literally could die today. or tomorrow like so why wouldn't you want to see everything and be with you know different different people and like just sort of explore and um it was really interesting looking back now you know it's been 10 years I've probably been overseas for you know maybe 20 times in that time um probably more I don't know like I've been to countries like Egypt and China and uh, Peru like you know Thailand for kickboxing camps, like just stuff, you know. Spent one year. I spent about, I think it was me and Tal spent maybe a month or six weeks in Bali as a total. Like we we did a lot of, a lot of traveling, a lot of exploring, and and I'm really grateful for that. And I don't think any of that would have happened, including the gym success and the gym's progression and the people that I've I've been able to help and um and and help transform their bodies and minds as well. Like I don't think any of it would have happened if. If Nathan didn't pass away, like I really, I really don't. I don't think I would have had that internal drive um, and and the push because you know you if everybody's got fear of taking the leap, um, which you know I still get fear, and I'm not saying I don't have fear, but the, the fear when you lose probably one of the most important things in your life, um, sometimes that fear becomes sort of irrelevant, right? And it's really interesting way to look at it. But for what I, what I'm, I suppose what I'm getting to guys, I don't say any of this stuff to, to impress you. I'm just sort of talking out loud, sort of talking to myself really, but what I wanted to sort of suggest and, um, and then sort of point out and if it helps anybody who listens, I hope it does. But if you've, if you've lost somebody or you've got some sort of tragedy that that's happened to you that you're hopping onto and looking at in a negative Sense and it's it's keeping me flattened down. My opinion is it will forever, right? My opinion is it will forever. But what you can do is you can reframe pieces of it, right? Like I'll never, never forget fucking the pain that I I go through all the time with with what happened to him. It's never going to go away, right? It's going to keep popping up and it's going to rear its ugly head and and I'm just going to have to deal with it. And it's, I think as time goes on, it does um, happen less frequently and, and for less intense periods, but it still happens. And I think like what what I have been able to do and what I'd encourage other people to do is try and find ways to reframe what's going on, whatever tragedy you've gone through, and work out a way that you can put it to good use to make that person proud. Right to stop being miserable and fucking down in the dumps and and using it as an excuse, use it as a reason. Right, like it, it it will change your life if you do. And for me, it has. For me, it really has. I wouldn't have gone and seen the places or done the things or you know, all that sort of stuff without um, going through that experience. And it's it doesn't make it good. I'm not saying that. It Doesn't make it easy. I'm not saying that. It just changes the, um, the end outcome, like instead of going down the the path of, of just smashing drugs on my twenties, I found something else, right? I wanted to make him proud. So I, I found something else and I could have easily gone down that path. I was, I was, I was going to end up down that path. If I didn't, you know, double down on myself, like it would have happened, right? If I didn't have training, it definitely would have happened at some point. So I suppose my point is, as I wrap this up, guys, is if you are somebody who does struggle with uh, with darkness, does struggle with loss, does struggle with any kind of um, pain or mental health issue or anything like that, start questioning it. Don't try and minimise it. And don't pretend like it's not there or it's not significant. Because like, it is. Like People... You know, people. I say this all the time about judging, right? I you don't know I'm opening the podcast back up again. I was about to, about to wrap it up, but this is something that a lot of people think is the way to live. Like they'll compare their pain to other people's pain. I'm seeing a lot of having the business shut at the moment. People go, oh, you know, I'm really, I'm really missing this. You know, I miss doing what my hobby on the weekend or I miss catching up with friends going, you know, there's nothing I can do. All I do is work. And they're like, oh, you know, but at least I can work. I'm like, mate, don't fucking try and minimize it because, you know, like, because you feel bad for me not being off the work, like, I, I'm, I feel you. I feel you. Like, I wish you could go and do what you wanted to do, right? Like, don't, don't play down your pain because you think someone else's pain's worse because most likely it's not. Most likely it feels exactly the same in their internal body, right? Their frustration, their sadness is probably the same. Whether you've fucking lost a grandparent or you've lost a brother or a sister or a mother or a father or, you know, child, whatever, like, the pain is real right? So don't minimize that because it doesn't seem that bad in, compar- in comparison to something that's going on with somebody else or something that's going on overseas. Like, just fucking let it sit, let it sink, let it sink in, all right? So that's, that's a topic for another day. But like, don't minimize your pain because you think like somebody else, you know, has it worse because your pain's your pain. You know, you, what I'm trying to say is embrace that pain, you know, learn to not only, um, see it for what it is, you try and work out a way for it to help you, to help motivate you, to help, help push you in a path that would make that person proud. All right. That's all I'm trying to say. I've got nothing else further on the topic, but guys, I don't, again, I, uh, I don't like shooting these podcasts, um, talking about me and talking about, you know, any of that stuff, but I did feel that today I needed to pay pay tribute to Nathan. I do I do miss him greatly. Um, Ten years on, it's you know it's no easier, and uh, I just I, I I put my my love out to anybody who's ever lost someone close to them because it sucks, and I, I hope that you can fight through and reframe it so you can at least make yourself proud, let alone making making them proud too. Anyway, I'll talk to you soon, guys. Have a great one. Bye.